following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Welcome to GleeCast, the somewhat occasionally weekly home of Glee and casting. Here are your hosts, Emily and Erica. All right, somebody's calling me. I don't know who. Who is this? Um, hi, it's your long lost friend, Erica. Erica, is that with a K or with a C? That's or? that's with a C. Uh, oh, oh, that's oh. right. You're the one from Lee Cab. Yeah. Oh my goodness! How have you been? <laughs> Busy. Really? I, I mean, do you have children? Have you got married? What? What's going on? Where, where have we been? <laughs> really? That's where we have children married? That's where we're going with this? Well, okay. For, for our listeners, hi. Um, it's, it's obviously been, um, you know, we just got delayed. We were both busy. Um, Erica stopped talking to me for a week. I did not. <laughs> no, just normally when I text Erica, Erica's very prompt about texting me back. Dude, like, you've texted me at, like, the worst time for th- three oh, days in a row. Oh, that's my fault, I see. No, it's not. But on, on Saturday, you texted me, and I, like, I was working about mitzvah. I didn't get off until wee morning morning hours, and I was like, all right, well, I'll text her back tomorrow. And then, of course, I forgot. And then you texted me on Sunday, and I was driving, and I perpetually... Well, I support that decision. Yeah, I perpetually, like, see that someone texted me while I'm driving, and then just forget to answer because I'm bad like that. And then today you texted me and I was out taking my grandma shopping. How could you? How, could how you? convenient for you. But I did answer today because I was like, oh, shit. I, like, I looked <laughs> back at my messages and I was like, I can't oh, put man. this one off anymore, can I? I was like, holy shit, I totally forgot. She texted me the past two days and I forgot to answer. I was, I'm terrible. It's okay. So I mean, I forgive make, you. Make the, me feel bad. It's fine. Do the listeners forgive you? That is their choice. Um, I can't good. make it for because we're here. This is true. Um, now, once we la- we last just talked, uh, I believe it was sometime in November, I think. Maybe? Yeah, uh, it, wasn't, yeah. Well, it certainly wasn't October. <laughs> it had to be November. See, here's here's the thing, though. And I will admit, like, it's we've both been very busy lately. Yeah, and- we were both, like, away on different oh, weekends. And there yep. was Horror Hound and... Mm-hmm. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time because the people want to hear you get a hard time. That's all. I don't think they do. I don't know. I think they do. Support <laughs> me. Gleecast at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, so now it's it's winter. Um, well, not officially, actually. It's no, cold. not yet. Yeah, I know. It's like 65 degrees outside. Yeah, it's super warm. Crazy. Uh, but it is Christmas time. It is. It is. Um, I'm excited. I'm actually prepared for once. I missed, I kind of, I kind of feel as though I missed Halloween because I think, as we said, we were busy and so much stuff was going on that before I knew it, it was like October 28th and I was sad. Um, so for Christmas, I was vowing, I'm like, no fucking way am I missing Christmas. And, um, as a result, I've been watching so many bad Christmas movies. Um, I finally heard the Christmas shoes on the radio. So now I feel like (laughs) The season has begun, if you know what I mean, because now I know the true meaning of the holiday. Who listens to the radio? Where were you listening to the radio? Oh, I never listened to the radio. The only time I ever listen to the radio is when I'm in a car. And over the weekend, my friend and I took a trip to New Hampshire where there is no sales tax uh, on anything, including liquor. So we went to New Hampshire and um, bought liquor as well as other things, did some Christmas shopping and such. Um, and 
now, if it were up to me, I would have like obviously brought podcasts or something to play on the on the radio. But um, you know, my my friend has different tastes, so instead it was listening to Christmas music, which I can stomach kind of for that one day of like when you just listen to a lot of it. And the whole time I was saying like. I love the ridiculousness of the Christmas shoes. I think it's the most stupidest thing ever written ever. Um, and so I really like to hear it because then I like to sing along with it in a really sappy voice. And like for, you know, in the car for three and a half hours, two ways, and we never heard it. And the same, she really wanted to hear the Kenny Loggins song where it's like him meeting up with his old girlfriend and they share a six pack on the roof of the car and blah, 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 think about what might have been. Um, and like we weren't hearing either one of their songs. And then finally I heard mine and um, she, hers played when she was uh, getting coffee. And it was really sad because I felt bad that she couldn't hear the stupid Kenny Loggins song. Oh. Yeah. All right, then. Okay. Um, we've got <laughs> some business before we get into the episode, which, by the way, we are going to be doing the... Um, uh, it's 3-6. Three, it's, it's, it's in the title when they download it. So they know what we're doing. Oh, yeah. I forget that. Okay, fine. I, I'm okay. You guys are so smart. <laughs> All your reading and stuff. Okay, but um, this being Christmas season, uh, we have a special Christmas thingy to direct you to, do we not? Oh, we do, yes. Um, some um, of you, uh, go for it, Erica. Our good friend of the show and just good friend in general and good person in general, Michael Neal. Um, have we, I don't think we've talked about driving harder show before, but you reviewed it on your blog. Yes. Um, he does a really fun web cartoon called infinite Santa 8,000. Um, and it's all about, it's after the apocalypse and Santa's like the sole survivor amongst all these mutants. And it's about his adventures and it's really great. They're like short little webisodes and everybody should go check them out. I, I believe it's infinite Santa.com, right? Or is it infinite Santa? 8,000.com? It is, it is InfiniteSanta.com. Um, we'll put the URL in the show notes. Uh, it is, yeah, just infinite, like as in infinity, but um, as an adjective, Santa.com. Uh, and they're, yeah, they're fun. They're all like, what, two minutes, two and a half minutes? Yeah. And the animation's short. really cool. And if you like the apocalypse and you like Santa Claus, and if you don't like either one of those things, you're dead to me, personally. Yeah, I'm sorry there's no singing in it, but it is really mm-hmm. fun, so everybody should yeah. watch it. We fully and support it. them because they're him and Glorp are awesome guys. They're, <laughs> His yes. real name is Greg. That was for oh. Jason. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, I'll also, they have, they also sell like cool Christmas cards and stuff. Um, I'm going to have a contest on my blog. I'll probably put it up at the end of the week. So just if you, um, for more, just, hey, read my blog, deadlydollshouse.com, and then you'll have a chance to win stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and was there something else? Oh. There's another exciting thing. That I can't go to. Go ahead. Yeah, it's exciting for me, not yeah. Erica. I told you. More exciting I, have, to do. I told I since like since Harhound, I've had something every weekend, whether it be work or like I don't know, what else do I have? I went away another weekend. I'm going away this weekend. I don't know. There's just so much things going on and I'm fried. Oh, my violin. It's very tiny. And you can't hear it because it's so tiny and playing. Well, December and January, it's mostly work. I'm working the first three Saturdays in, in January. Like, I won't have weekends. I'm Well, just you'll be off the end of January for a special day when... Oh, wait. Am I, am I celebrating? No. Forget January. The first weekend in February, February is when you should be planning on 
uh, 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 okaying the fact that I'm getting old. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I'll be around then. Okay. It's getting like old, listeners. The seventh, the fourteenth, and something else. Okay. Whatever's after that, seven, fourteen, twenty-one. I'm. They're like, like I did this past weekend. They're like fourteen, fifteen-hour workdays. It's crazy. It's craziness. Sons of bitches, sons of bitches. Okay, but for people who aren't Erica. Uh, and you live in the New York tri-state area. Uh, this coming up on Saturday night, uh, I am doing something special and exciting. Um, our good friend, Fozzie Bear, over at the Podcast Podcast, a.k.a. Jason, uh, is has put together this very cool thing called the Late Night Chat Show. It is up in Inwood, which if you know New York, it is the very, very tip of Manhattan. Um, and it's uh, 11.30 p.m. up there. And it's essentially a talk show. In the likes of Conan or Letterman, uh, where Jason will be the host, I'll be co-hosting. Uh, and the topic is bad movies, bad Christmas movies in particular. Well, bad Christmas movies is what the topic is. Um, so there'll be talk of that um, with special guest stars, um, including the team from the We Hate Movies podcast and a musical guest star. So if you're in New York this weekend, Saturday night, it is something interesting to do and you get to see me. It's a hands. December 10th. Yes, December 10th, because I'm saying this weekend, and you might listen to this five years from now and get really excited and show up at the Indian Road Cafe. And I might still be there, <laughs> but I probably won't be. Probably not. Yeah, but um, again, we'll share. I'll put the link to the invite on the show notes. Do you have anything else, Erica? No, I don't I don't have news. Okay. Well, I don't other- do anything special if you're if you live in Valley Forge, PA. I'll be what? at the uh, the Valley Forge Beer Festival this weekend, volunteering. That's with, exciting, though. No? With the Beer Amigos, listen to the Beer Amigos at thebeeramigos.com. Please say it with a little more enthusiasm. I didn't buy that. <laughs> that was as much enthusiasm as I can muster right now. Do you have? You're getting good at editing. Do you have like? Is there a button you can push to make it sound more enthusiastic? I don't think so. Editing. <laughs> I don't edit our show. <laughs> Edit. You, you press record, Jimmy. For all I know, you're doing wizardry. Alchemy, wizardry, all those things. No. All right. The uh, the only other thing I'll say also is um, on my blog, I've taken not a break from horror movies this month, but um, because I've done pretty much any Christmas-related horror film, uh, it's mostly bad made-for-TV, Hallmark Channel, ABC, Family Channel, uh, Ion, which is a another channel I didn't know existed, but I'm just doing really bad Christmas movies over there. So um, it's something different. And if you don't normally read my site because you don't like horror, well, these are horrible, but for a different reason. <laughs> um, and other than that, I suppose just visit Palaver as always, because um, we don't know when we're going to get in the next episode. Um, that will depend on many things, but in the meantime, if you have thoughts on it and really, really, really want to discuss them, because this, the next coming up episode looks really exciting, I think. Uh, then please visit us at palaver.com. Yes, p a l a v r.com. I was getting worried. I'm like, oh fuck, sorry, this Erica anymore. She's not spelling it for me. Oh my. Sorry, I'm I'm out of the podcasting groove. It's I'm sorry. Whew. Um, do you want to talk about the episode? Yeah, sure. Why not? What was this episode called? I don't remember. Um, mash off. Mash off, of course. How could I forget that? Okay, mash off, episode six of season three. Here we go. 
Puck's got it bad for teacher, while Santana's got bad vibes towards Finn. As Glee Club feuding heats up, Will and Shelby propose a mash-off, which is first preambled by a vicious round of dodgeball, and followed by more verbal bitch slapping of Lima Heights' favorite cheerleader towards its default favorite quarterback. After a particular rough smack, particularly rough smackdown, Finn outs Santana in McKinley's hallway. Over in Cougartown, Puck confesses his love to the new mother of his baby and the maniacal plan of his baby's biological mother, prompting Shelby to be really freaked out by Quinn. Also on tap is election, and by election, I mean the movie election, which happens when McKinley has an election. Rachel drops, Rachel finally drops out of the race to throw Kurt her support, which is dramatic and all, but nowhere near as huge as Sue's opponent's mudslinging ad, which reveals Santana's lesbian leanings on public television, leading to a physical bitch slap of Finn after the Troubled Jones perform an outstanding number. All this as well as porn mustaches, baboon butts, sexy school teacher outfits, and Mike Chang's legs are what you missed nine years ago or so on Glee. Um, re- repeat the sentence about Sue's mudslinging campaign leads to what? Le- leads to Santana? Because uh, it's a, not... B- b- okay. It's not her... No, no, no. no. Sue's right. opponent's yes. mudslinging I may have... Oh, okay. I wrote it correctly, though. I don't know if I... I don't know. I might have just missed the word, okay. but I was like, wait, that's... Yeah, no, no. This was... Yeah, it was definitely not a... Yeah, a I was going to say it's on Sue's ad. It's, right. it's her and Bert's opponent. It's mm, everyone's opponent. true. Um, true. Who has a kid that goes to McKinley. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, we'll get into that. <laughs> Was it a kid or a niece? I don't know. I don't know. Niece, but, maybe. But, um, duh, blah, blah. The one thing I forgot to say that I really should... Writ- this episode was the first episode to be written by Michael Hitchcock. Yes. Um, which is very exciting to me. I like him. Who is he? Um, he is... He's an actor. And you might... Well, you've seen Best in Show, correct? Yeah. He, he is my favorite character in that movie. Because he has the great line, don't look at the freaks and the losers, you look at me! He's Parker oh. Posey's husband in uh, okay. Best in Show. Yeah. And was, has been in most of those um, uh, Christopher Guest films. Yeah. You've, you've recognized him. He's been in many other things, but um, he probably is best known for uh, Best in Show. And <laughs> Oh, now I'm just laughing. I'm chuckling to myself as I think of all his great moments in all of those movies. <laughs> and this episode directed by... One Mr. Eric Stoltz. Mr. Eric Stoltz, I still have a crush on him, and he does little to um, soften that crush when he directs good episodes of Glee. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because um, this is like his fifth episode or so. He's he's yeah amassing a, a cred there. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Now, so, I don't. What do you want to talk about first? I feel um, like you want to get Puck I, Shelby Quinn out of the way. Sure. I feel like the the music really overshadowed all the stories for me in this episode. Like, I feel like I'm going to have nothing to say about the stories, but I really enjoyed the music a lot. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like I'll say that, too. I think there's a part of me that's thinking, well, how much of it is that? How much of it is the fact that I've seen the next episode already? Um, but no, I agree. I think this story wise, it, it was kind of a connecting episode in a way. Yeah, it made a lot of things happen, but still mm-hmm. nothing happened. Yeah, it wasn't really building towards sectionals. Like, it, yeah, it had all these plots in it, but it, something about it didn't have, I don't know. I don't know, actually. Yeah, okay. Well, Puck, Shelby, Quinn. Um, Puck wants Shelby, Quinn's crazy, Shelby's freaked <laughs> out. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, I do like that Puck had to say within, like, the first scene, you know, I am 18 years old, just so that, like, we're comfortable watching this. Yeah. Because it's true. Like, I would have really been uncomfortable if he was not 18. Because, I mean, as it goes, if it was 
you know, Quinn and Mr. Shu, it would be really it'd uncomfortable. Be, yeah, super. Right. It'd be like, awkward. we'd be like, oh my God, this is awful. But, you know, it's a, it's certainly a double standard. Um, but, you know, we know Quinn has been having sex with like older women since he was probably 13. You mean so. Puck. You said Quinn. Quinn oh, has God. not been having sex with older women since, he, since he was 18, 17, 14, whatever <laughs> as, you just said. <laughs> as far as we know. Oh, I certainly hope not. Yeah, but uh, it's it's really hard to look at this episode not thinking of what happens in the next episode. See, I I haven't rewatched the second episode, so I don't even remember right now. Okay, I mean I, I haven't. I haven't yeah. yeah, I only watched the next episode, which is the um, uh, Jolene episode, is what I'm going to call it because that's all yeah. I remember from it so far. Uh, I, I have not rewatched that one, but just there's some big Quinn moments in that episode. So talking about this episode where Quinn just kind of comes off like a crazy psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's that. Yeah. There's really <laughs> nothing know. really happens in it yet. The next episode, something happens in this episode. It's set up that stuff could potentially happen. Um, okay. So then I guess the election. Yeah. The election. I was looking to see. The, yeah. That will kind of lead us to the, the really heart of this episode. Um, so we had a very sparsely attended debate. Now, in your school, were debates mandatory? Because they were like, a, you got out of class, you had to go to the debate to watch. I don't, I don't even remember. I don't even recall there being debates. Well, we didn't have debates. We had speeches. And that's I, what, actually, they didn't have, they didn't debate back and forth. They just did speeches. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember even having speeches. I have no idea. I don't remember ever hearing a speech from my class president. I remember who it was. I don't remember the election, though. Gotcha. There definitely were no posters, no exciting unicorns in the, in the hallway. See, the weird thing is, I know we did posters for middle school, but I don't remember posters in high school. And we got to use actual voting machines in middle school, which was cool, except that um, some people didn't understand how to use them. And I know a couple of my friends said that they voted for the wrong person because they didn't know how to use the machine. No. Um, so that was nice of them. Yeah, lost seventh grade vice president. I'm not bitter about it at all. No. Anyway. The we had different platforms. Rick the Stick, whose platform was that teachers should shut up. Should shut up, I think. But, uh, basically, yeah. Okay. Uh, Brittany was gonna was big on anti tornadoes, but bigger on topless Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kurt decided that the school should ban dodgeball, and that was enough to run on. Yeah, yeah. that was disappointing to me. I mean, I think it was more like bullying. But maybe he just wasn't using those words. Right. And I, I think that was like his intention was. I to, agree. To ban bullying, but it didn't really come off that well. You know, middle uh, high schoolers don't get metaphor very easily. No. It's a, it's a big jump to ask them to make. I mean, and, I guess we got it, but. Yeah. It just, you know, this is the, the kid who was crowned prom queen and, you know, had the balls to actually come out and accept it. And I would have liked to see him. And I think part of it may have just been that he's so defeated in general right now because of West Side Story, because of Niada. And he just everything right now feels like an uphill losing battle for him that even this his last chance to really get something for in his mind to the last chance for him that he he knew it wouldn't even matter that he just kind of walked through it. But it was I would have liked a bigger Kurt moment, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a very big moment. But how happy are you that Rachel finally just did what she did? Oh, thank God. Ugh. It's about time. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Well, obviously she, she stepped down and threw her support to Kurt. Right. Because she probably had so many votes to begin with. Well, remember like the, the, the poll a few weeks earlier where Jacob and Israel was like, was saying that Rachel's leading the polls, which never made sense to me because nobody in that school from what we've seen would vote for Rachel. But exactly. Who knows Glee and your weird little rules that change. So now into the big story of the episode. Yes. Santana is being awfully prickly to Finn. She is. She always is. She always is, but this week particularly so. The volume. Every chance she's getting, it's just da 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 near fetus face and harpoon whale belly and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, And finally, he, after accepting a lot of what she said, he. And and trying to fight back twice. Right, right, right. I I think, um, I can't remember where our feedback lays. We have some interesting feedback this week. I can't remember what kind of public sentiment was on this. But I know, you know, a lot of people were, did say, no matter what she said, it was wrong for him to do what he did, to out her in public. Because that is, you know, uh, that is a decision that you should never make for someone else kind of to do. Uh, On the other hand, was Santana asking for it? She was pretty damn mean. I think I'm finally, I think I'm finally on Finn's side on this. I don't, she was being a real cunt. There, I mm-hmm. said it this episode. Um, yeah, yay! There, there's our count for this episode. I um, was worried. No, she was re- just being really terrible. And it's not like he, he, I don't know. Yeah, it was in the hallway. Yeah, it led to something terrible. But I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of glad he had his moment in the sun to be like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. I, I think I... I think I agree. I don't know. I'm not sure where I stand because I feel like if it were me, I think I may do that too. If somebody was standing there calling me fat that much and with that many different ways to think about it, my goodness, like just say you're fat. You don't have to keep comparing me to different things. Um, I, I maybe eventually I would just, I would snap. But I guess on the other hand, it is, you know, as we see the way it plays out in this episode, it is something that, and this came back to, you know, Karofsky, too. It is something that is ultimately your choice to make to make that announcement or to accept that and, you know, tell the world. But, no, I agree. Santana was, was cunty. Yeah. So now this leads to um, a moment where Santana is called into principal's office, mm-hmm. where Sue and Bert are waiting, and a television with a VHS tape is yeah. waiting. Because we use VHS nowadays. They're Ohio. They're like 30 years behind us, you know. Uh, and on that VHS tape, Erica, is what? Um, it's a terrible ad about Sue and how she made a lesbian the uh, captain of the cheerleading squad. And it's all about how Santana's a lesbian. Yes. And now, in fairness, we'd seen Sue... Uh, have similar ads towards Bert, where she's essentially accusing Bert of having a baboon art, which uh, was amusing. But, you know, this is, it's different because you're obviously dragging in a teenager into a political campaign, which is, you know, it's sick. And it's kind of thing like you could almost, you know that you would see that on TV. Yeah. Uh, It's awful to see. And of course it's more awful because we know Santana and we like Santana and, you know, we see her reaction to this, which was, you know, Santana finally show not finally, because we've seen her vulnerable before, but, you know, uh, I thought this scene was actually handled really well. 
Yeah, it was very well done. She, you know, I haven't even told my parents yet, blah, blah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, 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 I don't know. Use your words. I don't Talk think I, I, I don't think I have words because <laughs> I, I don't know. She could have been like, she could have lied to her parents, been like, I don't know what that's about. That's, that's strange. Like, blah, blah. If she wasn't ready. She, I mean, not, not that I think she's making it a bigger deal than it is, but I also feel like there's something the grownups could have done to like get the ads stopped. I mean, isn't it like libel or slander or something like that's a good point against a, a minor? Well, Santana might not be a minor. She may be 18. If Puck's 18, maybe Santana is too. But that is an excellent point. I think it's one of those cases, you know, I think in terms of the logistics, we have to remember that we're in the world of Glee. Yeah. Where you can also write two songs the night before you have to perform them at (laughs) nationals and finish in 12th place out of 50. So I think that's something we just have to accept that, in this universe, no, the adults could not do anything about it. Okay. And Sue, you could see that Sue was Sue's really upset. upset about it. Yeah, it was another good Sue moment, at yeah. least. Yeah, we haven't had, was- like, a good Sue as a human moment mm-hmm. in a while. Right, because it's... And, he, well, you know, oh, man, I just realized something... A low point, no, no, hang on, let me write it down. Okay. Um, <laughs> Everybody sorry. wait. Sorry about <laughs> Everybody that. Stop. I didn't want to forget these things. It's a Monday. <laughs> I can't be accountable for my actions. Um... Yeah, no, I liked the way it, this scene was treated just with the adults kind of knowing what the reaction was going to be and kind of being there for Santana and feeling awful about it. I I mean, I think, it, I don't know, I because I don't have experience with this, but I can understand Santana knowing that she can't lie about it. Like, the, I think the old Santana would have just lied about it, would have just gone home and like, oh, whatever, mom, that's just, who knows what that is. Mm-hmm. But... This Santana, especially when she's probably been spending more time with Britney and, you know, like she knows she can't lie about it anymore. It's I, and I think she I, I'm I'm also not using words well today, but I don't think lying was an option for Santana. And okay. I respect that, I think. Um, and I, I completely understood Santana's reaction. I don't know that I would have had the same reaction. I've never slapped anybody. I've always wanted to, but I never have. So I don't know that I would have then slept Finn, but I thought that that scene also was handled really well. Yeah. I, the, yeah, the slap heard around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that was great. I mean, as much as Finn had his moment now, Santana had a moment too, but I did feel a little bad for Finn because he really didn't know what was going on. He didn't know what he did or the ramifications of what he did, but yeah, it was a good moment. Yeah, no, I, I don't think Finn, in, and especially um, at this point in time, Finn didn't even know about the ad. Finn, yeah. Finn you know, nobody. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He didn't He didn't know why he was being slapped. He didn't know what she was mm-hmm. so upset about. He just knew he was getting slapped, and that was it. Right, right, right. But you could, I think Naya Rivera was just sold this episode. I thought she well, was fantastic in it. Where did, where did I read that? They didn't tell Finn she was going to slap him the first time. Oh, really? Where did, yeah, where did I read it? I can't remember where I read it. Oh, Eric, Entertainment Weekly. Maybe. Yeah. Eric Stoltz just pulled Santana aside and he was like, <laughs> he was like, I want you to slap him. We're not going to tell him. And she was like, okay. And then, and then <laughs> Corey Monheath was like, that, no, he was like, that was great. He was like, do it again. And they did it in every take after that. Okay. Um, but yeah, the first time she slapped him, he didn't, he didn't know it was coming. So. Interesting. Makes it that much better. Mm-hmm. 
And he was, you know, telling her, like, no, slap me harder, like, make it realistic, don't pull your slap, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So maybe someone posted a link to it? I don't remember. I know that Entertainment Weekly did have a post about it, but I think I hadn't watched the episode yet, so I um, didn't, never read it. Maybe some, maybe Sunday Violet posted it to Twitter. I don't oh, remember. Maybe. It was a while maybe. ago. Okay. If that yeah. was you, It was, Sunday. like, three years ago, yeah. so who knows? Um. If that was you, then let us know. Write us, write to us. And, and thank you. And whoever it was, thank you. Bless you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. I'm very excited because um, Dangerous Jamie just Skyped me, but I have to be like, I'm sorry, I'm recording right now. <laughs> oh, Dangerous Jamie. What's I haven't talked podcast to him. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in like forever. Dangerous Jamie um, was of the Gorecast. Not that. Oh my God. Did I say that? Wait. What was this podcast? I, I yeah, the, to it. yeah. What was, you know, what was the Gorecast? Yeah. Um, and with um, the with Gorecast, the, Gorecast, Gorecast, Gorecast. Yeah. And he had a um, a really good podcasting partner, Sarah, and they were really fun to listen to. They talked about horror movies, and then they went away for like a year, and they came back with like two episodes, and then they went away again. People, British people, <laughs> with your fun voices, you crazy British people. You're breaking my heart here. Um. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in forever though. Oh, well, oh. tell him I said hi, but we're recording, so we should go away. Well, you should that on my phone. Now I'm typing. You were typing before, <laughs> and now I'm typing. We're having a really good episodes here. And continuing off of exactly the thing we just said. Uh, yeah, right. Um, we don't know where, do you know where the recording stopped? Was it with you being Emily? Emily, are you there? Emily? Um, Probably, which I, I will probably edit out. Okay. Um, See, you edit. Very minor, though. I basically just drop it in the timeline, and then I'm like, okay, I'll stop it here. <laughs> um, yeah, we had some minor I- internet connectivity problems that might come back, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll go with it for now and see what happens. Yeah. I believe the last thing I said, which I don't think you heard, was that I was explaining how we're not drunk for this episode. I'm not drinking. I'm sure you're not drinking right now. Um, but we strongly encourage you to be drinking for this episode. Yeah, because this episode's kind of a shit show right now. I don't know what's we, going on. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of cursed right now. We're kind of thing. what? Cursed. Oh yeah, we're cursed. People are. I am and us. I people we haven't spoken to in a long time that we want to talk to. I just had like three people call me. Nobody calls me. Why are people calling me? Oh yeah, I don't know. I know, right? What's going on? This is a th- yeah. This yeah. is a. It's the Happy birthday, episode. Sunday Violet. We did. We we tr- tried to start recording again, and we had a whole segment right. where we sang to you and did a dance Sunday, Dude, and you. I sang to you in Russian and Korean. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that it fell. fell but I just, I can't get myself to that place again. There were it, vocal warmups involved. Yep. Just trust I, us. It, and it's I, really yeah, fun. I have to save my voice. I have to use it this weekend. Like I can't. I, I'm sorry, Sunday. Um, it was amazing. Just trust us, seriously. Yeah, I mean, when Erica lit that fire rocket that goes <laughs> up in the sky and spells out "Happy Birthday," it was, it was special. I I teared, like I shed a tear, and I'm sorry that you're oh, sorry missed. you missed it. But it happened. It, but it, either way, Happy Birthday, Sunday, Violet. Indeed, indeed. Friend uh, of the show, big friend of the show, indeed. Uh, so I guess we finished the episode. I don't yeah, we talked about Finn and Santana, and then we got distracted okay. by Jamie, and then by the internet, and then by Sunday Violet. There was and... something shiny in the sky, and it looked away. Yep. Um, and, you know, regardless, let's let's face it. 
the next episode, a lot of what happened kind of gets carried over. So we'll address it then. Yeah. And I think in feedback, actually, we have some feedback on it. So let's just move on. Let's, uh, yeah, let's move forward and forget about the past and we'll, we'll be better next time. Right. I, I and I feel like I feel like our music segment's really gonna suck too because it's just gonna be me being like I really enjoyed this, it was a lot of fun. Well, do you want me to like type really hard every time you say that so you have an you hear an annoying sound that um makes you not want to do that anymore? I what I don't even think that didn't... I'm just trying to think of a way to annoy you, but it's hard to annoy you when we're on Skype and it's not like I can like I would say like pinch you or flick you or slap why are you, you why are you annoying me though? If you don't want to just keep saying the same thing oh. over and over again. Well, I just feel like it was, like I said before, it was like a really good music episode. So okay, I feel well, like I'm, I don't have that much to say about it because it was just good. Like, Well, the only way we're going to find out is if we do it, Erica. All right. Let's do it. Hot for teacher. Hot for teacher. I loved yeah. it. It was great. <laughs> it was really, really great. It was amazing. It, it was so good. Like, it was okay until the till, um, Puck's backup dancers kicked in. And then it was amazing. Yeah, exactly. Because it was Mike Chang and Blaine standing behind Puck and dancing and doing things with their legs that I didn't know men could do with their legs. I know. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Uh, like their, their legs moved amazingly. Yep. They did that knee thing and then mm-hmm. there were some crab were like grabs. The, uh, I'm doing it here and I can't really do it, obviously, as I just said. But it was wonderful. Uh, now, one thing I liked is that I feel like it's been a long time since they started an episode off with a song. Yeah, I mean, they had two songs before the credits were done this episode. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, it worked just this episode. It just kicked it off really fun. Uh, and I just liked that it was kind of giant, like total just fantasy rock video. Yep. I like that about it. And the costuming was great mm-hmm. and everything was wonderful about it. Now, I don't know what my note meant because I watched this obviously when it aired and then like a week and a half ago, I think. So I'm very foggy on what I wrote down. Blaine and Mike, Mike Stan fighting. Oh! With they, the Mike Stan. It's yeah! M- you, should, you should have spelled it M-I-C, and then you would have known what you were talking about. Would have made more sense. Yep, they that fought with the microphone stands. I liked it. I want it more of it. All very wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, the next one, I don't know what it was. It's you and I at, mashed up with you and I. <laughs> One song, one is a Lady Gaga song, which I knew, and oh. the other one is Eddie Rabbit and Crystal Gale. I don't know who they are. Um, I believe they're a country singer. I know Crystal Gale. I feel like I've heard her name before, and I believe she's a country singer. Well, that's the part that Shu was singing, and Shelby was okay. singing the Gaga part. Interesting. Um, this was, di- it was really different, I thought. And I mean, in part, I didn't know either of these songs at all. I don't know if anybody out there is a, in the same dumb music boat as I am, but I'd never heard these before. Uh, it, to me, it like came off like a country song, which I was fine with because well, I think, I think the one is a country song. It's funny okay. because Mike was like, he, like he said to me before, why, like, why is Gaga have this country song? Cause she, she, uh, does, she just sings it. Um, basically the way they did with a piano, just her and a piano. Okay. Um, and I think the first time I fought him on it, and I was like, it doesn't sound country, it sounds poppy. And then I listened to this, and I was like, oh, it does sound kind of country. Well, I mean, it, it was also mashed, no, up, with it mashed song. up with country song, yeah. But the thing is, Glee does country really well. They do. Well, and I think country is really easy to do well. That's true. You, it's just kind of, it's that very much 
some of uh, I feel like a lot of it's a little bit of talk singing, which mm-hmm. is always easy for easier for people. Right. Um, and then the rest of it is like, like show off your vocals. Yeah, and it's just a person like with a piano or a person with right. a guitar. Like it's just it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting though that almost like I almost want them to do more country now, which I never thought I would say. Yeah. Yeah. You're just saying that because the next episode, but that's okay. Well, yeah. No, honestly, I did write that note down before I saw Jolene. Okay. Um, so then the next mashup is during Dodgeball. And it's it's one of the first times, I think, I think it happened one other time, where we had the kids doing something that wasn't singing, but the song was sung by the kids. Kids doing something. Like, the kids were on screen. Uh-huh. But they weren't really, I mean, there were a couple of parts where, where a couple of parts where they were singing along to the song, but for the most part, they were playing dodgeball. They weren't really singing the song. Okay. I see what you mean. Like it wasn't completely choreographed. There were just moments that were choreographed. Okay. I guess I should say that the song is, um, it's another, obviously it's another mashup. It's hit Mm -hmm. me with your best shot in one way or another, which are Pat Benatar and Blondie. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think it worked. Um, for some reason, I don't think it was as fun as I, I guess because it tried so hard to be fun. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I just didn't, I don't know, I didn't go crazy. I, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it the second time around. But I feel like I should have really loved it. And I don't know, there was something maybe a little too forced about it that didn't work with me as well as I expected it to if I'd seen this on paper. I, I disagree. I really enjoyed it. I, but yeah. I, I mean, Hit Me With Your Best Shot is one of my favorite songs ever, so. Yeah. And I think the mashup worked well. I think it was. Oh yeah, I mean definitely. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you could sing this easily. Words, I don't have them. It's Monday. <laughs> um, what was next? Uh, the Hollow Notes mashup. Oh, this was my favorite thing this ever. Was um, <laughs> I'm calling it now. This will probably be my favorite, my number one on our uh, top five performances this wow. year. Really? Yeah, it's I freaked out over it. I loved okay. it because they were halls and there were oats, they were oats and they were amazing. I loved it. And, and I, I love Make My Dream Come True. Make My okay. Dream Come True. It, the, the, I was singing both of those songs all week. Yeah. This is these are songs that get stuck in your head. And there were mustaches and there were perms. There was Blaine with a perm and a 70s porn mustache. Oh, sweetie, Chris, Darren Chris has curly hair. Yeah, I know, but we never see him with it. I know. He's cute either way. I know. But he looks so cute with his I, little mustache. I, I really preferred um, Puck's curly mullet. <laughs> yeah, his hair is getting out of control, by the way. Oh. More can... evident in the last episode. Her. And I'm glad to see other people are acknowledging it. Other reviews I've read have one, I think it was the AV Club, like their first paragraph was like, before I talk about the episode, can we talk about what's on Puck's head? <laughs> And I'm like, amen, brother, sister, amen. But yeah, this was adorable. Um, yeah, definitely the highlight of the episode for me. Um, and then the last one was the Adele mashup, which I, which, think, it's, I think it's odd that they did, like, both teams chose to do mashups of their, like, the, the same, same singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever choice that was. Um, I loved this. I thought this actually killed in terms of if I was judging them. I don't know. If, I think if, if it was my job to call the winner i i just this gave me the chills no way i would have called hollow notes as the winner i don't don't know maybe it's also i also wasn't familiar with these songs i've since because i was listening to the radio over the weekend which i never do i've since heard 
possibly both of them, definitely one of them. But I just thought this, maybe in part because of uh, the episode and because there was Santana singing it and you're watching it and you're obviously thinking of it as Santana and not just them singing it. Mm-hmm. But this just, both times I watched it, just, I don't know, it was one of those musical moments that had me like just soundless. Oh, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I was bothered by their wardrobe. I guess I thought it was a little boring, but it was fine. It went with the song. <laughs> oh, I look pretty. I like when people dress up as Hall Notes. I mean, I, it's weird because I feel like normally I would totally be a great like we almost have our roles reversed. Just because I like mustaches. <laughs> Who said I don't? I love mustaches. I know, but that's the thing is I I I liked that number a lot. It was adorable. It was really cute. But oddly enough, I think I like the. I think I would have gone with the Trouble Tones, even though I hate their name. All right, we'll agree to disagree. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say we just finished the episode instead of taking a break because I'm afraid of my internet. That's fine with me. The internet is a scary, scary place that kills people. Look at Trump. So I've never I seen Trump. I'm guessing that happens, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. High notes. Uh, I like that Sue pointed out that bu- baboons have weird butts because I always I always kind of was freaked out by baboon butts. They make me uncomfortable. Um, I liked I, I like that they're matching off against the unitards at sexuals and sectionals. Yeah, sexuals. sexuals. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wear a unitard at sexuals <laughs> if you want to come in first place. Oh, I have. Oh, ew, ew, what did I say? Uh, I didn't catch that, but I like that. Yeah, the unitards. Well, now, I don't know what that means. What kind of group is that singing group? The unitards. I don't know, but what, Trouble Tones is stupid. Trouble so Tones unitards is bad. Awesome. But at least it has the word tones in it. True. Now, I'm sure the next episode will deal with the whole 12 members, but Trouble Tones doesn't have 12 either, right? And they're performing at... Um, wait, it's playing in the background because I watched it on DVR and it started replaying and it happens to be rumor has it. So let me pause it and count them. <laughs> uh, All the extra dancers that they seem to have hired. One, two, three, four, five. No, there appears to be seven of them. Okay. Well, we'll get to that, I guess. But yeah. Um, other high notes? It's your turn. Oh, uh, I like the ads. I thought they were funny. I liked, it was something different for Glee to do was these kind of political cartoon ads that just entertained me. Um, I love having Puck back, like season one Puck. I got gotcha. you. Like with, but he also has like a little, like he's grown as a character, and I th- I think he's had the best growth as a char- the best character arc since season one, and I like that he's back to like super cocky, confident Puck, but he still has a soft side. No, I think that's an excellent point. Yeah, I, I think if you were to look at all the kids, I think Puck has, in a way, been the most consistent but yet growing character yeah yeah i would agree with that good point uh i like um the way uh oh uh blue eyes uh the b- b- damien uh, rory that's his name yep um i like his insult it was really cute you're skinny you like all the like crops that. failed on your family's farm yep that was, <laughs> that was great. adorable um i like that they start dodgeball with let's roadhouse <laughs> i didn't notice that yeah okay uh, I just like Naya Rara this episode. I thought she did a great job. Um, Those are all my how notes. Yeah, I'm trying to read my notes. I can't help you there. Um, I think, yeah, I think Hall Notes was just my biggest. I loved it. Okay. 
Low notes. Low notes is definitely Kurt's first outfit. Ooh, I don't <laughs> call it. The one where Sue calls him uh, Yasser. <laughs> um, I don't remember that or the oh. outfit. What did it look like? It was bad. It looked like he looked like Yasser Arafat. He had on like like robes and capes and turbans. I don't know. It was Fine. bad. It was bad news. Okay. It doesn't sound bad, but okay, if you say so. No, it was bad. It wasn't even like bright, fun, jewel toned colors. It was all like browns and blacks, and it was no okay. good. Interesting. Usually I agree with Kurt's wardrobe choices, but not this time. Let's see. You know, um, as they say on often um, Project Runway, you know, it's sometimes better to be on the worst dress list because at least you're being noticed. True. Uh, I didn't like that Santana used the insult lumps the clown towards Finn because it's a very, I feel like a, it's a very easy insult to just be like blank the clown. It's like calling anything to electric boogaloo. It's just a joke that's been done, been done, been done. The other thing being Sue used to call her jugs, the clown. Yeah. And I suppose you could argue that, Oh, it's her way of of changing that. But um, I think it was also just lazy writing. Well, I think the rest of her, like, maybe she spent so much time on her other insults that she had to go for an easy one. (laughs) That's true, because she did have some pretty impressive ones. Yep. We didn't talk about her monologue, which we did. Like, nine pages of her just insulting Finn and Rory, which was wonderful. Calling it an apology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty amazing, actually. Um, I feel like at this point, Emma only owns one nightgown. The big, fluffy yellow bird thing. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're going to own one nightgown, I guess that's one to own. I suppose. But, but it's, can it's someone one nightgown. Get, yeah, can someone either stop doing scenes with Emma in her nightgown or get her a new nightgown? Do you even call that a nightgown? Do you call that, like, a big bird teddy? I don't know. It's, it's I think something... It's, I, I don't think it's yellow. I think it's more of a sherbet. Like really? an RNG sherbet. Yeah, like a, like a creamsicle. Huh. I see I total yellow, but, but granted, I... I also miss, sometimes wear different shoes to work, so who knows? Well, hey, the episode just ended, and it's about to restart again on my DVR, so maybe I'll get <laughs> up to that point before okay. it ends. Maybe, You're in that loop. maybe I'm wrong. I love when I'm stuck in that loop where I'm too busy doing something else, and the DVR is just replaying, and, and I'm just, yeah, I just go with it. Uh, my cats have rewatched the movie Husk so many times because of that. Because when I go away, if I go away for like a day or two, I'll leave the TV on for my cats. Uh, and also so that people know that, you know, think somebody's home so they don't break in and rob my apartment. But also for my cats. Uh, and I used to just rerun, just put on like something on DVR because I think then the TV won't go to sleep. But now I found that it does. Um, and I used to just pick whatever movie I'd have DVR. It's going to be the longest amount of time. And it was this movie that aired on Sci-Fi Channel called Husk. Uh, Night of the Living podcast reviewed it a while back. Uh, I've never seen it, but my cats have seen it probably 50 times by now. Her her, her nightgown is yellow. It is yellow. I apologize. Okay. That's all right. I was right. Maybe I'm I was confusing it. Time to find out. Confusing it with her hair. Hmm. Which um, is- or she's wearing another nightgown this episode that I don't remember. I hope she doesn't ever go blonde because so many redheads go blonde and I don't get that. Yeah. It's weird. Like if you have red hair, celebrate it, sister. Well, because they don't like being called out for it all the time, I suppose. Okay. I've I've been asked numerous times if I'm a natural redhead now. I'm very excited by it. You go, girl. Yeah, no, you like, wear it well. You wear I'm it like, well. No, no, I'm not. And I have really bad <laughs> roots right now. I can't believe you're asking me that. But, yeah, it's exciting. But thank you. Yes. Um, what are we doing? Low notes? Um, I had one other low note, which kind of goes back to what you said a few weeks ago, where you made a really good point about how interesting it will be for – 
sue to be running for office on a really strong platform, which was about special ed. Mm -hmm. They didn't do a single thing with that. No, they didn't. Yeah. And granted, like, I think we both kind of got excited by that prospect, probably more so than the writers did, clearly. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Ow. Are you okay? okay? I'm okay. Okay. Are you okay? (laughs) Yeah. Let me explain what happened. So I have the the box that my TV came in, um, for those of you who don't know. Uh, is I have a 52-inch screen TV, hence I have a, like, you know, 58-inch tall box. M, stop turning around and looking at it while you're talking. Oh, how did you know <laughs> I was doing that? Because I could hear it. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, you're right. I don't need to point to it. They can't see it. I will use my <laughs> to create the illusion of it. So it's a very tall box, and um, it has been in my apartment now for almost two years because I, my cats use it as a scratching post. It's amazing. Uh, and now Joplin, little Joplin sits on top of it and Mookie scratches it. Now, while we were just recording, Mookie was sitting on my lap and Joplin was sitting on top of the scratching post. I don't know what she did to make it move, but it like this piece fell out of it and it kind of shimmied a bit, which freaked Mookie the hell out. So he leapt over me, kicking me as he did so, clawing my boob as he did so, um, <laughs> Uh, and jumping on my table, which I have stuff on. And if you know Mookie, you know that he is not a small cat. So he knocked things off the table, including something I am so excited that I can't believe I forgot to tell the world about, um, including the DVD. Thankfully, it's still in its little little case, um, so it shouldn't have been harmed. Uh, a little burnt DVD called something This Ain't Glee. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, it's the Glee porn that uh, Andy from Nightlowing Podcast sent me, and we will uh, review it in time. But anyway, the end result is I will probably have a little cut on my boob. Um, Mookie will eventually come back on my lap, and I will not let him for the remainder of this recording. And I will have to move the scratching post. <laughs> and we are still cursed. And we are still cursed. Because then... not only does the internet hate, hate us, but our cats yeah. do too. And then, of course, right at the end of me checking to see if she's okay, the internet connection went out. So, right. so for all Erica knows, I was dead. Yeah. Um, we're all okay, though. And <laughs> um, we're, I think I had one more. Oh, I know my other, I have one last low note. The, okay. This is the longest, most convoluted low note section ever. Um, okay. It's that Shelby just signed her, signed Rachel's letter with her reference without reading it. Oh, yeah. Oh, what yeah. was that? No. Like, I know she's your estranged daughter and stuff, but you want to, don't you want to read it before you sign your name to something? Isn't well, that like. She looked at the resume. But after she signed the letter. You're and, right. And no, 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 you're totally After, like, she had already signed it and handed it back, and then they talked about something else, and that's when she was like, oh, well, let me look hey, at your why resume. Don't you look at it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm. Really, for all you know, she was signing over like Rachel's unborn baby to her. Exactly. Or yeah, or like custody back to to Shelby. I know. I agree with that. Um, and that that led me to my stray observation about recommendation letters, which was I don't know if you went through this too. I hated getting recommendation letters in high school. It was I mean everybody did it, but I like you know kind of felt like I was imposing on teachers doing it for one thing, and I may might not have felt this way had the first teacher I I asked not handed me back a recommendation letter like you know the next week and i'm reading this recommendation letter and it's fine it's like you know a positive like emily raises her hand a lot and blah 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 and is a leader blah 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 blah. ruth shows would be a great addition to your university and i proudly endorse her (laughs) i'm like but but um 
It was Ruth. And it was very clear that the teacher had a, like a recommendation letter of which he kept every year and just changed the name out, but forgot in this one place. And therefore I had it. And I, I, in hindsight, should have confronted him because it would have been more interesting, but I just didn't use his recommendation letter. Although I almost wanted to, and let me explain why. Uh, Ruth, the only other Ruth I could think of that like would have had him was the valedictorian the year before. So I almost wanted to like send that note with an asterisk explaining that this was probably copy and pasted, but the real recommendation letter went to the valedictorian. And wow, how great am I that I'm getting the same recommendation letter. <laughs> um, why were you allowed to read your recommendation letters? Good question. Because um, at my totally school, we're allowed to. No way. At our school, like any college that I applied to, they were like, it has to be sent from the school in a sealed envelope and you may not read it first. Hmm. And so we had to ask ask our, ask the teacher and let them know who our guidance counselor was and they gave it directly. We uh, never even yeah. touched it. It was all very scandalous. Like, Because uh, obviously you always want to read what people have to say about really it. Wanted to and know. Yeah. I've never seen any recommendation letter I've ever been written. Because we Interesting. were definitely not you know, allowed to see them. And that makes sense. And now that I'm thinking back, like I feel like they did have to be in an envelope and the same thing. But I know that it wasn't weird. Like I wasn't like, you know, nah, I'm going to read my record and then like seal it back. No, it was definitely given to like, all, and I know this because I, I read the other recommendation letters from teachers and it wasn't just me. I know we all did. Because otherwise I wouldn't have told everybody about um, my teacher giving me the valedictorian's recommendation letter. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But some, but weird. it definitely was, maybe it was my school's like mistake but it was a policy, like you were totally allowed to read them, which is a good thing, because for all you know, your recommendation letter was written for someone else. Well, that's why I didn't get into NYU, isn't it? There you go. That's why. <laughs> all right. And I'm glad we cleared that up. Indeed. However, I'm glad I went to Fordham, or else I never would have met Emily. I never would have met me. I'm glad I transferred to Fordham with different recommendation letters. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, because when I was in college, I had to do that. My freshman year, I had to get... um. I transferred and I had to get recommendation letters from college professors and I totally didn't read them. And I remember being like annoyed by that. I'm like, I don't get to read these. They were sealed. And I even did the thing where like I held them to the light and couldn't read anything. But yeah. So it was my school had a different policy, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. weird. All right. Feedback. Yes. Before anything else awful happens during this episode. Feedback. It's crazy. Cause I'm looking at my outline. I'm like, what, what's next? Did we do everything? Yeah, we my did. Goodness. My goodness. Okay. <laughs> it's now five hours later. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> we've been stranded on the internet for four days now. Yeah, that's what it's <laughs> Food is scarce. But in a wonderful way, because it's we're, been long since Erica and I have had this time together. We're getting ready to cut Emily's leg off. Yeah, it's it's the funny one that's been looking at me weird. It'll taste good with some island sauce. All right. We have three bits of feedback. Um, should I start with Mr. Wayne Kotke's? Yes, please. Okay. <clears throat> Wayne Kotke, finally, the mesh meets face-off crossover we've all been waiting for. God, I wish that were true. <laughs> um, okay. Wayne writes, energy and astronaut. No time for preambles. On with the random observations. During the opening recap, I could not help but start singing... Quinn wants her baby back, baby back, baby back. Quinn wants her baby back, baby back, baby back. 
And then I was singing it all week. <laughs> Last week, I complained that Glee was using too much slow motion. And how did they start this episode? You guessed it. As one of those kids who grew up on 80s music videos, I have very fond memories of Van Halen Hot for Teacher and was happy to see it reenacted here. Though for the sake of historical accuracy, Shelby really ought to have been wearing a bikini and a beauty pageant sash. When the song switched to the choir room, Artie had the most hilarious fixed smile on his face. The kind you get when a crazy person starts talking to you on a bus. Um, well, I mean, I don't think it. Tina Menzel, she's a good looking woman, but maybe she didn't want to get in the bikini. Yeah. Give the devil his due. As much as I hate Finn, his drumming was awesome. Finally, a mention of sectionals. I was starting to wonder if that was still a thing. It seems like the cast has spent the first five episodes basically dicking around, when in reality, they should have been preparing for upcoming competitions. Soft serve makes a great nickname for Finn. Nice job, Santana. I guess the extra treble tones are Cheerios. I believe their names are Jen, Eric, and... <laughs> I'm sorry. I believe their names are Jen, Eric, haha, <laughs> J-E-N space E-R-I-C. And anonymity. A-N-N-A space N-I-M-M-I-T-Y. Those jerks, those jokes work really well in, in writing. So I spelled really them. They really do. <laughs> yes, yes, well played, Kaki. Rachel and Finn as a couple, insufferable. Absolutely insufferable. I cannot suffer them. I think we're supposed to be rooting for Finn and his rivalry with Santana, but of course I cannot it's weird how dodgeball is just assumed to be the logical solution to this conflict. Is that how the kids are settling their differences nowadays in dodgeball? Uh, if we have any younger listeners, I would love to know that. I hope we don't have younger listeners. I hope they're all our age. We have course I know. We use coarse language. Well, I mean, Erica, I think an 18-year-old can listen to us and not be corrupted. I mean, they may then have a sad idea of what life is like when you're 29. True. Or twenty and getting getting and getting stabbed in your boob by your cat. Anyway, even when she's supposedly encouraging Rachel, Shelby is clingy and creepy and awful. Just sign the goddamn letter and leave it all at that. Of course, this is Glee style Godgeball with choreography and a song. Santana is Debbie Harry, hot beyond hot. Finn is Pat Benatar, <laughs> not beyond hot. <laughs> Kurt shouldn't be playing Godgeball. <laughs> she's porcelain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wayne. Finally, a use of slow-mo I can approve. Heather Morris leaping through the air. All in favor of dropping a nuclear bomb on Finn, say aye. So it's unanimous then. Nuclear bombing. Sorry, Finn. Again, I think the show wants us to be rooting for Finn against Santana, which is utter madness. And having new guy Rory be the Sam Watts to Finn's <laughs> Frodo just makes me dislike their character, that character too. I must agree with, I think, Emily on this one. Yes, Wayne. Yes, you do. Puck's hair is disturbing now. Just grow the Hitler mustache and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Wait, this is a two-day matchup event, even though it's just two songs? How does that make sense? I forgot about that. I had that question, but then I remembered he asked it in his feedback, so I decided to wait. Rich girl aside, I've never been too enthused about the music of Mr. Hall and Oates. Blaine makes the Oates mustache and wig look good, while poor Artie does not. Not a great week for Artie. I'm baffled by the symbolism of tearing off the big <laughs> mustaches. Overall, my reaction to this mashup, I can't go for that. No can do. I'm sorry. I can't go for that. No can do. Okay. <clears throat> Please let there be t-shirts which say, don't blame me, I voted for Rick the Stick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Glee, why not just save yourself some trouble and just show us the assembly scene from election? You've uh, borrowed so much of it that you might as well. <laughs> Becky, cheers pretty hard for the idea of a topless Britney. Dude, I cheered hard for the idea of Topless Britney. Anyone should. Exactly. Finally, Kurt brings dignity and sanity to the proceeding by bravely taking a stand against Dodgeball? The hell? 
I don't get this at all, Glee. Dodgeball is just some dumb game they made you play in gym class. I was relentlessly bullied in school, and even I'm not anti-dodgeball. I love the little stars on Rachel's 3x5 star. 3x5 card. I'm sure you've already mentioned them. We didn't. We didn't. Now I feel bad for not mentioning them. Okay. This scene really needed a Tamley Metzler speech. Who cares about this stupid election? Uh, Wayne shared the link for that scene from the movie Election. That's one of the greatest speeches in movie history. I would agree. Oh, God. In her big confrontation with Quinn, Shelby gets to be self-righteous. Unleaded Shelby is bad enough. I don't need super premium Shelby. Ever notice how when Quinn gets involved in some harebrained scheme involving babies, it just kind of fizzles after a couple of episodes? Come to think of it, didn't Quinn plan on selling her baby to Terry? The pizza thing in the attack ad near the end felt like a cheap shot. Look, Lee, I'm a left-winger. I know the people who write the show are left-wingers, too. But whenever Glee takes easy pot shots at conservatives, it just feels hacky to me and comes off as smug and superior rather than funny or insightful. That's my main trepidation in this whole con- of this whole Congress storyline. It gives Glee a license to give in to its worst tendencies. Leave this sort of stuff to The Daily Show. Um, I don't remember the pizza thing, but I do agree with that description because I remember the Kathy Griffith. Griffin. Griffith? I never Griffin. remember. Griffin. Griffin, thank you. Okay, like Gryffindor. Okay. The cat, Kathy, when, when she essentially is Sarah Palin, I remember thinking the same thing. Like, really? This is what we're doing, Glee? Yeah. Do you remember that, the pizza thing, though? I believe that Wayne is referring to the to the lesbian ad because it's a it's a pizza guy who's running. It's a pizza uh, owner who's okay. running, okay. and there's the gavel hitting the pizza during the whole ad. Okay, okay. I just couldn't remember if there was a special pizza connection because community had a pizza thing, so I'm all confused. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I think, uh, well, yeah, that is one of Glee's weaker points, I would say. Although I think in this case it made sense just because how else were you going to have it happen? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wayne continues. I only said it once so far. Wow, the next episode looks super complicated and more evidence that Becky is a lesbian. Who would have predicted that? Also, side note, Becky was just named as like some kind of um, a ambassador something something. Um Something with Obama, something, something for the, I don't know what the PC term is. It's like learning disabled something, something. Good for her. But good for her. Yes. Uh, uh, This was another episode like Pot of Gold, where the point seems to be advancing several storylines rather than being a standalone episode. These sort of linking episodes are tough to review. Remember on the last podcast when Emily said she didn't remember the episode comeback? I know I'd seen that one, but I couldn't really remember it either. These show-offy standalone shows are the ones that stick with you the longest, but the plot-heavy shows, like this one, are the episodes really doing heavy lifting. Oh, she's breaking up again. Okay. Please pick up from... Um, <clears throat> you need these episodes up. for the show to work overly. Overall. Yes, ma'am. Um, you need these shows for the show to work overall. And honestly, they're some of the most entertaining ones to watch, at least for me. Because so much is going on in them. I mean, it ended with Santana slapping Finn. How are you going to beat that? For me, this episode was more fun to watch than the first time. But I'll probably remember the first time more in a year. Hall and Oatesfully yours, Wayne. Uh, he has a little bit of a continuation, but no, I do it's agree just, with that. It's just oh. corrections. It's not a continuation. Um, oh, you're I, right. Oh, he reads up. Oh, Wayne. You're right. I he know reads, I'm right. Like, you're, yeah. Oh, my. Um, yes. No, I think that's an excellent point because we've said that about other episodes, too, where they're not the big, like, tentpole episodes. Nobody's getting outed or, well, in this case, somebody got outed. Nobody's losing their virginity or being crowned, crowned crom queen. Oh, boy, Monday. Um, but if they're entertaining, then they're entertaining. And I think 
that was some of season two's better episodes were the ones that weren't big episodes, the ones that were just kind of connecting the threads here and there. Yeah. Um, my my internet connection is dying again. I think I'm gonna call this game. We only have we only have one piece of feedback for next episode. We have two left for this episode, so I think we should just do the feedback for next episode when things aren't cursed. Oh, okay. Because um, I see. Oh, that- I'm sad though because I wanted to read. Um, well, Nigel's too, but Terry Ann had a really interesting feedback that was very connected to this episode. I know, but I like I I can watch the internet connect connection die and it's oh, slow oh, right oh. now, and you like you don't sound well. Okay. Because you're breaking up and stuff. Or maybe I'm dying. Okay. So um, uh, everybody go to Palaver. Go to um, email us at gleecast at gmail.com. Terry Ann and Nigel, I want to say thank you both for your feedback. And we will definitely. The beginning of next episode when my internet connection doesn't suck and we're not cursed. Okay. Because I was very excited because Terry Ann was a new new writer. I know. That always makes me Okay. And we love you, and it makes us excited. And I'm sorry because I hate when like I write into other shows and they don't do my feedback that show. But I just feel like everything's going to fall apart any minute, and I don't want it to. Understood. Understood. Okay, folks. So um, you know where we'll to get find to us. you soon. Yes, you know where to find us. We're sorry that we're such a mess today. Hopefully, we'll back. We'll be back fairly soon with um more stuff. And we'll have a special guest next episode. Oh, we will. It'll be very exciting. And we'll talk to you then. Thanks, guys. Sorry. Bye. Bye.